1: or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. The Around the NFL Podcast. Definitely had a
2: Mountain Dew phase. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, coming to you from a virtual room filled with heroes. Mark Cesley, Greg Rosenthal, what is up, boys? Happy Friday!
3: Hey, now, I did have a Mountain Dew face. That's like the only soda Same. you could drink drink like without even it being refrigerated. Like just like, and it's the only soda you can like drink the whole can at least back you know when I was having that I mean, you could drink that in under a minute pretty easily. Like, and you would. It's just like easy to just put it back.
4: Let's just like let keep keep discussing this because I need to. I want to hear and learn more. About even this when phase. I was
2: fifteen. Even if I was fifteen and I was slugging down like a twenty ounce bottle of Mountain Dew, I was like, Oh, this is probably Jeez. isn't good for me. No. <laughs> I
4: kinda miss doing the thing where um and I wasn't this wasn't all the time, but you go to seven eleven or wherever and make the old suicide where you mix like eight different sodas
2: together. Is that what they called that? it in Connecticut? I didn't know what that was. They did
4: that in the
1: in the northeast too. The suicide. Yeah, a su- a suicide. You go suicide. you get every flavor.
2: Right.
4: And it's yeah. very adventurous. And in the end, it still just sort of tastes... Like Coke. What, yeah, it doesn't...
2: Um, mm. Yeah, not... Yeah, but what... I mean, what makes it suicidal?
4: Right, I I've yeah.
3: never heard... I never heard that one. But yeah, it, no, it, it shows it's a, safe, it's a safe childhood that that's like the closest you get to a little bit of danger is mixing sodas. Yeah,
4: yeah I should have As mixed could... more like real-life suicide watch scenarios into my childhood. <laughs> I'll, I'll maybe, you know...
2: You're right. Keep working at it, Mark. Um... <laughs> As you can see, I'm still in Texas. I was supposed to fly back. I had a 2:45 flight back to LA yesterday, and I completely packed my bags. I was walking down the steps to get in the car, and I was said to my wife, Emily. I said, well, "I don't want to go. I don't. I don't need to go." The reason I was flying back Thursday is because I thought we were going to have an NFL Network show. Didn't. So Emily checked the uh, airlines, and it was just a, a a minimal rebooking fee. So now I'm staying till Sunday. And we'll see. We'll take it from there. I might just keep pushing this thing back.
0: That's why true. should I
2: return? You know, if, right. you, if you if you, the, if you follow the gram at all, boys, I'll tell you why I don't have to hurry back. Beautiful photo of my son Harrison, Harry us on the boat on Lake LBJ. This is a, this is a, a place I don't want to leave. There's a reality to confront. But uh, I will be back, just
3: not as originally planned. Why not stay? is your wait your family is potentially staying longer than you are that's even more reason to stay why not stay what's bringing you back even gotta go back can't you can't just leave
2: you gotta go back well you have to
4: you have to check on the house we've heard about that and that that you'd be you'd be coming up to that point again but I just think you kind of flex your muscles as a free man to just decide I'm not doing what people tell me to do I'm gonna stay right here in Texas on LBJ Lake Lyndon Baines Johnson Lake (laughs)
2: Lake LBJ that one okay it's beautiful here Kingsland Texas all right today's show Friday news show so we'll get you caught up on everything that's going on in the league since we last uh, spoke on Wednesday and haven't done this in a while always fun a little bit mailbag Greg you sometimes you're a little up and down with
3: outreach with the listeners Are you okay with doing a little mailbag today <laughs> I'm, I'm good with it. it's not about the outreach It's more <laughs> Is it gonna be good is it gonna be good you know, mailbag well, had its time. You know, had its time in the early. But well, you're 2000s. putting a
4: lot of pressure on on the other two people here to make this something more than a mailbag. It sounds like, isn't it? Just sort of a nice segment. It's, it it's a perfect. A+? It's
3: a perfect Friday. It's a perfect pri- Friday uh, little uh, show here.
2: <laughs> That's exactly the answer that I thought Greg would give.
3: What? I was trying to give you what you know. wanted. I really didn't have much of a feeling, so I tried to I tried to remember why you thought I don't like mailbags.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was great though. It was exactly what I thought was gonna happen. All right, let's do some news.
0: What do we call it, Mark? Sam Donald
2: <laughs> Matt Damon. That's from the NFL network broadcast program Friday's last Friday's episode and we we are in talks behind the scenes uh, to continue on the television uh, through the season nothing set in stone but it seems to be heading in that direction and uh, we're working on how we're going to do that and how we're going to bring the show to NFL Network how it will be uh, different from the podcast how it might be the same it's all you know. You might think, listeners, dear listeners who we love, that we just show up and sit in front of a laptop and a microphone and just talk for 45 minutes or an hour and 10 minutes. And, uh, oh, we're just a bunch of guys at the bar hanging out. That's why they're so relatable. No, none of this is an accident. Everything is work. I'm never at the bar. Never. Greg's never at a bar. Always working behind the scenes to bring the best version of the Around the NFL
3: podcast.
4: That's what we do. Absolutely.
3: Unless, like, let's we, we don't have minutes. a seg, then then we just do the mailbag.
4: <laughs> this is going to be—we're going to be, so be here. the minute we sign be, off. We're going to get a, it was a joke. Know, I think that was how I you know. used to
3: feel. It was like, oh well, we're out of ideas. Let's do a mailbag. But you know what? I'm I'm embracing being out of ideas right now. That's for sure. I not man, hiding just from that. Just to be clear,
2: plenty of ideas. Had plenty of ideas, but the mailbag's a nice way to interface yes. with the fans. It's important getting back to my original point. Some people like to do that. Some people
3: don't. If you, get, if you, if you accept any of, of the feedback, it's like you got to accept all of it. So I, I take none of it. <laughs> Let's do some news starting with a ah, familiar
2: name, LaShawn McCoy. He's got another job. Did you know that LaShawn McCoy won a Super Bowl last year? He did. He was on the Chiefs roster. He wasn't on the um, Super Bowl Roster, they left him off, and uh, he he was not active on game day when the Chiefs knocked off the Niners to claim the title. Uh, and he wants his career to end in a different way. So, what does that mean? Probably getting on the field to be start to start. And the veteran running back is signing a one-year deal worth just over one million dollars with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sheet had this. Uh, he spent some of this offseason talking about uh, where he would like to go, how he'd like to get more playing time, and uh, the Eagles were thrown out there, a potential reunion here, Mark Sessler, but ultimately he ends up in Tampa Bay, a place where he could potentially carve out a role.
4: Yeah, I think it's, you know, we we talked about a few camp battles um, earlier in the week and this is an interesting one in Tampa Bay because you know obviously with T- Tom Brady there the the theme has been who's going to be their third down pass catching back and you know Keyshawn Vaughn was was drafted he's on their on their covid list right now and uh so i you know i, I think there's a chance with Ronald Jones there that M- McCoy could certainly play a role in the third down area i don't think he's the same player right now but he's someone that has like 500 career catches um, he can he can do that. They've got a few other guys too that are battling
3: for it. Um, I, I can't wait to see what happens. He's got to make the team. I mean, uh, I saw these like tweet. You know, it's like you know, ESPN's NFL Twitter like sends out. It's like check out this 2020 you know Bucks team, and it's like Evans, Godwin, Gronk, McCoy, Brady. And it's like <laughs> well, McCoy, you know. He's only on the team, as Mark mentioned, because I think Keyshawn Vaughn's on the COVID list. He's got to make the team. But who knows? That is a bad-looking backfield. I wrote up camp battles this week. I put in it, like, they're going to have to add someone to this backfield because uh, Ronald Jones can't do third downs. Keyshawn Vaughn's a rookie. Like, it just didn't look like it was good enough. So he, he might make that team and be a little frisky. Could be a bunch of Hall of Famers or at least, you know, close to Hall of Famers in that team. I mean, I wonder what
4: Tom Brady's input is with any of this stuff because I, he probably wants a, some veteran presence in there to do that versus they have a seventh rounder that they they said could maybe be their pass catching back too. But Brady seems to have um, quite a bit of influence.
3: It's like the consolation prize for not having Antonio Brown. It's like, well, we're not giving hmm. you him, Tom Brady, but we'll, we'll give you McCoy. <laughs> You're right. He probably did ask for him. McCoy is less than 1,000 yards
2: away from 12,000 career rushing yards. He'd like to get that uh, this season. He really has had, and we've studied this guy from an off-the-field perspective, too, and it hasn't always been pretty, pretty, but he has put together a Hall of Fame-level career. I just want to... Yards from scrimmage uh, through... His golden period, which really was about 2010 to 2017, a run that saw him go to the Pro Bowl six times, all pro twice. 1,700 yards, 1,600 yards, 1,200 yards, 2,100 yards. That was 2013. 1,500 yards, 1,200 yards, 1,600 yards, 1,600 yards. I mean, this dude was a baller. Now he's not that guy anymore. So we'll see. Maybe he gets to this, this abbreviated camp and he shows nothing. He doesn't make the team, but he's
3: a name brand. I just wanted to put something, you know, like it's nice to have something first in news that's not COVID related. So that's what McCoy is really doing for us right now. That's a good
4: job. Yes, exactly.
2: And now let's get to some COVID (laughs) talk because one of the people in the backfield for Kansas City that was active uh, for Super Bowl 54 and he put together a game for the ages, Chris Wessling, I believe, thought he should have been the MVP of the game. Damian Williams. Well, he won't be the MVP of any Super Bowl in 2020 or 2021 because he has opted out of the 2020 season. Chiefs general manager Brett Veach announced in a statement. um, Williams, Greg was a guy that was a part of what they did, like a big part of their role. And then he had the game clinching touchdown in Super Bowl 54. Uh, It changes things around in that backfield.
3: I mean, he was so good. Like if he didn't have the career he had beforehand, people would have given him way more credit, but he had bounced around the league. He, another guy who kind of escaped Gase's Dolphins team. It's funny to look back on those teams. And Williams, I thought, was going to do a better job holding off their rookie, Edward Tolaire, than people thought. That it was going to be a little bit more of a, a split situation, and maybe the guys who are taking Edward Tolaire in the top 20 in fantasy drafts were going to be a little disappointed. Well, that's out, out the window. And uh, he he mentioned his mom um who's in her 70s, you know, was diagnosed with cancer, and he wants to stay and take care of her and didn't think he should be, like, going going back and forth from the team. So it totally makes sense. And um, it just means Edward Slayer is going to have to step up and play a lot. They, they might have to sign someone else, too. That's the thing. is like all the – you mentioned the injuries are coming, too, and the, we've had the opt-outs. we had the COVID list. I just feel like teams are going to have to be signing a few extra veterans maybe than they normally would be.
4: I mean, they they have a lot of guys. They have. I'm not saying that they're starters, but DeAndre Washington is there. That's right, yeah. Uh, they have Daryl Williams, Darwin. They have to, way too many. When you throw in Damian Williams, my one issue with the Chiefs last Bunch year. Bunch of bros. Well, there was a million guys with the first name starting in D, and I couldn't Darwin, figure out who any Damian, of yeah. them were for like eight weeks, which is not um, a great sign in this uh, career path. But, uh, you know, so this, this is nice. You got a, a different type of name in there. And this is one of those moves where the minute it happened, I, I'm like I'm off Twitter for like the twenty four hours because it's a bunch of um it, it's nothing but fantasy heads with their panties in a bunch over this <laughs> developing situation in Kansas City and I get it. I mean it clearly You keeps gotta him. you gotta stop
3: following all these fantasy guys then. Well I mean I do at least like some of them. The, I, I mean not I, like the noise generally and but. the Roto Pats and the Silvas of the world. But maybe you got some riffraff in there too, you know what
4: I mean. I might have to read maybe this weekend that could be a project. Who do I shop Also- out
3: of here? I, yeah, I imagine it's probably pretty easy to make
2: comments like that from your little uh, room in your home, but if Evan Silva was standing in front of you, would you say the same thing? Well, I'm the definitely six not seven speaking behemoth.
4: I I'm definitely not speaking about any of Evan Silva directly who I think is probably one of the few people that um uses Twitter correctly. I, I wouldn't say that about myself at times or 97% of the other mm. people that I encounter on Twitter.
2: People don't people don't know this, but uh, Evan Got a Silva, clap from Greg there. Well, yeah, I was formerly t- killing
3: a mosquito, but sorry.
2: <laughs> formerly of Roto World, now at the Great Site, established the run with Adam Leviton. Great Site, eight feet tall. <laughs>
4: <laughs> right, he could step in and fill some of these voids that are um,
3: being triggered by COVID. He cold. looks like he looks like a right tackle. Does he really does? S- he, sh- he should play right tackle.
2: Silva also born with the antibodies. I mean, the man is essentially <laughs> All set invincible. to go all set to go (laughs) Uh, where was I oh yes before Mark cut down the fantasy industry for some reason I wanted to point out that yes uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire their young running back is a guy that could go in the first round and Adam Rank our good buddy who did such a great job uh, for our fantasy football extravaganza last year I would like to have him on again it's great if that's okay with Mark I don't know I mean I I don't know obviously you know if Rank gets his panties in a bunch I don't know
4: uh, am I wrong I I do think that I'm not that's that it was a hot point in their in, their summer long you know you know create your team uh scenario there but it did get everyone real hot takey about the Chiefs' backfield. No, I'm not saying these. They were That's doing okay the right That's okay, though. That's yeah. what
3: that industry is about. It is okay. People want some news. To, I mean, people are desperate <laughs> for the football news to talk about. I think so. You know what I mean? Like this is like okay, like you know, fantasy guys into action. We actually have some news because it's like it's yeah. July 31st, and they're saying they're telling us camps are starting. You turn on NFL Network, and it's like inside training camp live. We've been through so many of these training camps now. It's like. Our bodies are used to the routine of what this week would normally be like. But the reality is it's not really happening. It's not. (laughs) It's not happening. Like the season's happening in theory on time. But for now, it's just we're just kind of waiting around.
2: Let me reframe this, Mark. Uh, Luke Skywalker comes back to life on Star Wars and Mark Hamill signs on for the role. And they're going to do the anti-aging thing. And he's going to it's going to be some hero's journey for Skywalker all the Star Wars people—they're—they're going to have their "quote unquote" panties in a bunch and about right. it because that's right. exciting in their world.
4: I, and, and right, and in so your look world, it, look at—and it, and it's not a time to be—you know—let people find the joy they can find in right, this in this right. tough off season. So that I—I'm I, not some sort of Grinch over it. All I said was that <laughs> I logged off Twitter. I didn't report them. I didn't mute them or block them. I get it, and they're playing the role, and I'm very happy for them. I took a break. That was simply mm. a personal. And
3: your choice. joy comes from using the word, you know, panties repeatedly. Apparently, just like you just I love mean, saying that word. You
4: seem to enjoy doing that just as much as anyone else, right there, Greg. So, I don't know. where what is happening to the to this news segment,
2: Erica? Erica, can you jump on? No, let's, Are you more no. comfortable with us saying panties or no pants?
3: Don't. Say um, it. I think don't say it.
1: Either is kind of bad. Um, But if you say underpants like cutely, like you just did, then I guess it's like sort of. Yeah, it's like sort of funny. Uh, Yeah, but I I
4: don't know. I mean, I I used it in a colloquial, in a phrase that's a common phrase. Yeah. (laughs) Not just on its own. That's what Greg did.
2: All right. Listen, enough fun. We have to talk about COVID 19 some more. Lane Johnson, the right tackle of the Philadelphia Eagles. Tested positive for COVID-19. He is one of uh, several big-name players that are on the COVID list. We're up to 66. Anthony Barr, the star linebacker of the Vikings, is one of eight Minnesota players. Kenny Galladay, the star wide receiver of the Lions. And... Former first-round pick T.J. Hawkinson, the tight end, is one of seven players. They are one of seven players for the Lions on the COVID list. And relatedly, after several positive tests, the Bills sent their rookies home and opted to go with some Zoom-type meetings rather than in person. And let me preface all this or supplement this by adding – The Miami Marlins in baseball are up to 60% of their roster has tested positive for COVID. And the St. Louis Cardinals had to shut down their games this weekend uh, because we learned this morning multiple players tested positive.
3: Buckle up, baby! (laughs) The the Bills thing was significant, I think, because it was the first example of guys who had been in the building then were told to Fuck leave the build that they passed the test initially and then they were let in and then they started failing them and so that's just it's part of the the issues that these teams are going to be dealing with this in, entire month and and the number is going to rise like uh we'll, we'll get 20 or 30 more you know probably later today we're taping this early and it's it's just complicated. But then again, a team like the Texans who have been in longer than anyone cuz they got to show up first, they've had like, you know, three or four straight days where everyone's in the building and everyone's passing it. But but so far, yeah, like 15 guys on the Vikings and Lions especially seems seems like a lot.
4: <laughs> I mean, for me, it's I I I'm feeling more optimistic to be honest. I know all the stuff is happening right now. But I, this is when it would happen, right? You're getting everyone in fresh off the streets and where they've come from. And, you know, you you hoped you get the cases out of the way and you move forward. Football has this distinct advantage that baseball does not. And baseball is getting killed by it right now. Games every day in baseball. You're having to cancel left and right just to comply with the basic, you know, testing procedures. Football could be real thorny too, but you have a seven-day break in between most of these games, and it has it gives players a chance to go into into whatever COVID protocol they call it and back out. I mean, look, it's still
3: and you're only traveling eight times a year,
4: right? Right, and I and, you know people said, oh well, they should you know th- baseball is aren't baseball teams actually only traveling nine times a year for most of them hmm. in this sixty-game slate where they're trying to say it's so different, but the issue is you're traveling once for one game and baseball, you know, like. These series it's going to get tough to make them up. How do you finish? It's just not a baseball podcast, but football teams <laughs> have a better shot of completing one game per week per team. I We'll see it's a whole it's a massive wild card.
3: <laughs> it, <laughs> it, I mean, just it is.
2: I'm just no, I'm just like trying to think like how if what happened what's happening in baseball right now is something similar happens in football and a team just can't play. I guess you have a a bye week to move. I would think at some point and these conversations are probably going on around the clock at three forty five Park Avenue. If they are going to make some type of flex, more flexible nature to the schedule that maybe adds in. Another bye week or something
3: that allows them to have a little more wiggle room in case they lose a team. For I think a week. they have. I Fewer think they'll games. have. They'll have contingencies, and they they have said, you know, they kind of built it out so that it could go as the Super Bowl in theory could go as late as the end of February, which is was three weeks later. So I I think to your point, Dan, they're they're ready, and they but that ha, it hasn't all been written down, and I think that was one thing. I, I think the NFL is watching Major League Baseball. And they're figuring that out as they go. And I think um, what the NFL might learn from that is they want to have here's what the procedure is if this happens, if there is an outbreak. Because it it sort of felt like either the MLB wasn't putting that out there or they were they weren't they didn't really have it written down of what they were. They were just kinda of it up and, and the problem
2: here of course what do we got?
1: All right. This just in: Antonio Brown is being suspended for eight games for violation of the NFL personal conduct policy, beginning whenever he signs, per league source.
2: Hmm. Good one,
4: or
3: doesn't sign? Thought he was retired. <laughs> I don't know. Real breaking news. I mean, ba- basically, Lamar Jackson. Is not the only good quarterback who's trying to get him on his team. Lamar Jackson said it publicly, and John Harbaugh's coach on uh, Thursday said, "Well, okay, that's you know I take I take Lamar's opinion seriously," which sounded like he was you know John Harbaugh was open to it. And then Harbaugh even hinted at this was coming that it, it, it was his understanding that he wasn't really allowed to play yet. And now that this is out there, some team will probably. Just based on those Hard comments, it seems like some team might take a shot, and it might just be the Ravens.
1: Hmm. Now back to your, uh, you know, baseball takes or whatever you were saying, Greg. <laughs>
3: I have no baseball takes. <laughs> what
2: was the? By the way, what was the, Lamar Jackson had a uh, a worrying quote about Antonio Brown?
3: That's something like he is a guy, with, he's a he guy. He's a guy we like need him. in our light in our locker room. You know? Well, I mean, they, they know he was first. working no. out. He was working out with him um, this off season. I feel like we
2: have a lot of evidence to say that is not someone you need in your locker room, but the guy can play. And we've also said we're not talking to Antonio Brown on the show unless there's some tangible news. That's tangible news. Now there's a structure in place for that discipline, and teams can make their decision whether they want to get in bed with that player. My, my point I was going to make uh, before we move on out of this COVID talk is, yes, the NFL could build in some flexibility about pushing back the Super Bowl to late February. But it's a catch-22 because the longer the season lasts, the more you leave yourself open to calamity with uh, positive testing. There's really, there's no foolproof method for this. No, motto. the
3: foolproof method is the is the country having cases under control, I and mean, even that's not foolproof. But that's right. the, that's the best method. <laughs> that's I mean, I feel like
4: a nuclear bomb would need to land for them not to. Um Play the opener on that Thursday night in September. I think they just—I know—I just feel they're hell bent on that happening. From there, it's hang on, we'll see what happens. Unless
2: one of those teams get—I
4: sure. I mean, banged. everything's in flux, but I just—it yeah. just seems the idea of delaying the start of the season, which might make just as much sense. You aren't hearing a lot about that.
2: Uh, in other news, unsigned franchise player Yannick Ngakwe of the Jaguars is not reported to camp. We all know Ngakwe wants out desperately of Jacksonville. He said he has no plans, or as we understand, he has no plans to sign his franchise tag and end his holdout hold anytime soon. Since he's not technically under contract because he hasn't put pen to paper, you can't find him the way you would find a player uh, that would hold out in a traditional sense. So that this is a bit of a Texas standoff, if you will. Here from Kingsland, uh, Doug Marone told reporters. This week that he has not even been in contact with the lineman.
3: Hmm. He's the only holdout. He's not a holdout technically, as you mentioned, but he's it. But it's also it's a great year to just stay away. I mean, no one's even practicing for two two and a half weeks. What What is Ngakwe really missing? As long as he's uh, as long as he's in shape, but he is the only one. There is not a uh, a veteran contract holdout, which is partly I think because of the pandemic, but I think a lot of it is just the new CBA. Um, so aggressively discouraged people from holding out cuz they're going to take you can take your money away uh and it's working there's no there's no, there's no veterans out there looking for more money entering this game
4: i guess like cuz he could play um with on another team under the tag so maybe there's a scenario where if you had enough cap money someone would you know if they viewed themselves as a win this year type team and i looked at a couple teams that have 20 million plus cap room and they i see them as playoff t- potential bills eagles Titans,
3: Patriots, Cults. Uh, each of them. <laughs> it's hilarious them, the Patriots have $20 million in cap room. They had zero when they signed Cam Newton. Well, right. If I'm Cam Newton, I would be like, hey, how about uh, give me some of that money?
4: Corona <laughs> helped them out financially, I mean, if, <laughs> I, if in no other way.
2: Radio silence in Jacksonville. Uh, some, some contact in Tennessee. The mystery surrounding defensive end Vic Beasley. Uh, he has been in contact with Titans GM John Robinson. He will Beasley report to the team in the quote, near future. Beasley was a no show for the first few days of two days of camp. Uh, and it made you wonder if he was going to be opting out for the season. But at this point, uh, it seems like that's not the case. It's the same Beasley that had 15 and a half sacks a few years back. And that is something that the Titans could really use on their defense.
3: I know you're excited about these Titans now, Dan. You just. Me? You've gone all the way around. You're big Titans guy now. Big. I wouldn't Titans say that. Guy. They're fine.
2: They're fine. <laughs> they're just another team, you know. But uh, they're not the Titans anymore. That's over. Just like the you know the Washington R words. That's gone. gone. So too is the mm. T word on the Around the NFL podcast. Unless they somehow reacquired Marcus Mariota and then spent four <laughs> years convincing themselves that he's a franchise quarterback. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen though. Uh, in other news, spinning through the old league,
3: the league of ball, football, that is really vamping here. <laughs> we're, ra- <laughs> we're wrapping up, you know, uh, an off-season storyline. We've spent a lot of time on here, finishing up the news.
2: Monday with. Night Football. Let's get a little update on what's going on in the booth. 3SPN, which has been obviously worldwide leader has been trying to land a big fish. Tony Romo, <clears throat> Peyton Manning, <clears throat> Al Michaels, <clears throat> Drew Brees. <clears throat> None of these things worked out. So what do they do? <laughs> I and, our, and our buddy, I'm reading this. This is uh, the info I'm getting here from Andrew Marchand, our buddy at the New York Post. Would love to have him again on the show. He's their media guy. He does a great job. He likened it to... Uh, ESPN trying to land a franchise quarterback and instead landing on some game managers. Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Louis Riddick, all will be in the booth for Monday Night Games this year. Um, We'll see if this is a long-term situation, Greg, uh, with with all the big money deals coming up and uh, ESPN and ABC. Uh, maybe looking to eventually get that franchise star, but it looks like we have some adults in the booth that should be able to deliver a professional
3: broadcast that doesn't drive everyone completely insane. <laughs> right, which is great. I mean, th- we've talked about it. there's so many times I'm watching like the Fox- Fox's fourth team and just thinking like, well, this would be better than Monday Night Football. Like they're they're doing a, a fine job. I think Lewis Riddick has uh, a really high ceiling. I like him. Uh, I wish it was a two-man booth. I just feel like you're just asking for it with the three-man booth. It's just it's harder for everyone, and uh, they haven't all worked together before. But uh, I do think it'll be an upgrade, and they'll they'll make Monday nights a lot less frustrating um, for us. I know for Wes, this is this is going to be a welcome news. for <laughs> He <Wes>. needed this. <laughs> no, they needed to make a change,
4: and they probably should have made one last off season. And they kind of you know stuck to it. I, I do wonder though if you're Lewis Riddick because I think he could really shine on Monday Night Football. Is they are they legit game managers where they're basically just going to turn around when things get back to normal and replace them with the team they really want with one of these like shiny you know retired quarterbacks. I hope that if they if they thrive they 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 give a a chance the chance of them sticking around. Um, I had a very interesting interaction um, that I really can't repeat on this show with Brian Greasy in 1999 that will forever um, uh, shade how I feel about the person. But I I, positively or negatively. I will just. Doesn't say sound it, positive. It, 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 it. To be fair, I mean, this was a long time ago. This is a totally different person back then. Um, it, I, I will just leave it at that. But um,
2: wish I hope it's well. Bare knuckle parking lot brawl. Not Cessler a brawl. V. Greasy.
4: I mean, why would I get into it? He is huge. Like you just think he's a quarterback. He's actually a giant person. Wait, all right.
2: There. Without getting into the whole story, but altercation with Greasy.
4: No, uh, Years ago. but a, an unpleasant. um Interaction where I probably should not have bothered him. Um, I saw him out on the town in Den- downtown Denver and should have not bothered him. Um, it, mm. it well,
3: rest. he was sort of infamous. That, you know, he was in the news quite a bit for um, you know his drinking and his uh, had some legal issues because of it too. So, around right around that time. So I'm not trying to right. well, put I it all together. But he was I, yeah, sort I'm of not. he was famous in Denver for uh, living the high life as a player. Tough spot trying to replace John Elway. You know, people. Yeah, I, I think that was part of it.
4: <laughs> right, he, you and, know, I, it was a tough transition and maybe I caught him in an off um moment.
2: And in, yeah, and and Brian's defense, Mark and I have been in the news for drinking as well at times. Yeah, no, maybe I like I, I I'm not social really, circle, but I'm not really
3: judging him. I just um <laughs> like I I was also out on the town. Let's It's not going to come up in know. a big Google search like I just did for greasy just to make sure, you know.
4: Well, this didn't make for the you news guys, per se. And nor good. is it, it should, probably shouldn't have made this <laughs> news show either, so.
3: Mark
2: and I have avoided the blotter, so that's a good start. <laughs> um, all right. And uh, one last thing. Get well soon. Tom Coughlin, the former Giants coach and Jagu- Jaguars executive, fractured four ribs, slightly punctured his lung, and needed stitches in his head after a bicycle accident last weekend in Jacksonville. Dang. Hospitalized for the night. Uh, in the words of Coughlin, another man on a racing bike comes out of nowhere and clips the front of my bike. 73 years old. Looks like he's on the mend. Uh, can you even imagine? Like, I, it sounds like he got roughed up, Tom, here. But if Tom had any of his faculties after he got knocked off the bike, you know in the middle of these, this park he's finding a switch from the nearby brush and just lashing into this, this other <laughs> biker. Just I think seven it's, shots on the hiney.
4: I think it's always weird that you see um, anything where, reckless like, reckless wick of a fish. snapper. That's possible. Maybe that's what he would have done. But whenever like a famous person gets into a car accident or a bike accident like this with a total unknown, I think it would be weird to be the person on the other end that like um like the person that got saved by Joaquin Phoenix. Remember that? I don't think that, that seemed like a PR stunt to me, but Joaquin Phoenix pulled like a man out of his car in
2: like the right. Hollywood
4: streets. It just I don't know how I could didn't there Sean McVeigh save someone? All sorts of, they a lot of them seem like PR levers, but
2: there was a similar situation <laughs> My boy Bono from U2 was biking in Central Park like five years ago and almost killed himself. Same thing. Somebody he said someone cut him off. Like imagine you killed Bono in Central Park on your bike.
4: <laughs> it would be terrible.
2: <laughs> it's like you run the guy over. It's like wait, who was that? All right, let's do the mailbag. That's what's happening in the news. All right, buckle up, Greg. We're gonna have to connect with our listeners. I mean, you, know?
3: you you are you are presenting this in a totally. Uh, ridiculous way maybe i did i miss being able to kill segments that used to be a kind of a whole bit so you know you're just setting it up for me okay
2: the last mailbag all right the last mailbag let's call this Mm -hmm. all right let's get it going we'll start with get funny how deeply do you think the Patriots opted out defense will affect Cam's stock for next season? And if things don't go well, do you foresee issues developing during the season? Greg, when I saw this, that the reason I, I pulled this one out is I remember when what you wrote about Cam when he signed with the Pats that he finally got some good luck. And it, it's hard not to see this as another stroke of bad luck that he gets to the Patriots uh, uh, the, the backbone of the defense disappears and he has to make
3: uh, good now with a lesser Patriots team. Yeah, I think the defense had a, a recipe to decline even before losing Hightower. You know, Chung, I'm not too worried about. I don't think it affects Cam at all in terms of his value. Cam's going to play well, you know, based on what McDaniels puts out there for him and, and how the offense plays. And uh, I don't see, you know, Whether they win games or lose games, obviously it'd help them if if they're going into the playoffs and everything. But he's going to be able to set his value, reset it. And and heck, all this salary cap space, maybe it'll be the Patriots that give him a a nice contract if he's playing well.
2: Mark, I'll tee you up on this one from our buddy Neil Dutton. We love Neil. What classic movie most deserves a reboot that hasn't had one yet? We don't need another look at the Spider-Man origin. Although those movies, the latest reboot, are excellent. I've been watching them with my kids. We need a modern take on Logan's Run, in my opinion. Neil says. What about you, Mark?
4: Hmm. Well, I mean, well, that that works for me because Logan's Run. I don't I don't like that movie at all. Um, I saw that at a, a YMCA lock-in in seventh grade, and like it, was, <laughs> it, it did a bad things to the room. How do you oh, remember um,
3: that? Yeah.
4: Huh? Oh, I just because I was like, this is the weirdest movie to show a bunch of third and fourth graders. It was had a lot of. Uh, Adult themes, I thought going through it. I would look if I I, most remakes just shouldn't happen. Let's start there. But uh, if you want to make some money, I think you could redo um, the Outsiders, and you could you could that could Mm. be like a parade of like today's biggest young stars, Um, and that you know the themes could be changed and altered a little bit and updated. Um, I I get scared of things like I could see them making like Lebowski twenty twenty. Like just don't do certain things please with a lot of remakes just like don't remake Goonies don't remake Hmm. maybe I I would maybe redo the graduate or like um you know it's uh, like that shouldn't be remade because it's a good movie but if you updated it where like Dustin Hoffman was the grandfather and all that chaos that he um spun is happening like two generations down or I'm more into like certain sequels they should do than than remakes but what about you guys maybe Ferris (laughs) Bueller's Day Off I don't know
2: no, I, and I think maybe part of what Neil's getting at is not necessarily a remake, but an origin story type tale where you learn what happened before. I'm very excited about, cause I'm just finishing like my fifth rewatch of The Sopranos. I have two episodes left. Uh, The Saints, The Many Saints of Newark, I believe it's called, is a movie that's coming out next year that's going to kind of tell you about the backstory of Tony Soprano's father and the group that was around him when he was coming up and a young Tony Soprano played by, uh, James Gandolfini's real life son, James Gandolfini, who sadly passed away in 2013. That I love that idea. Right, that, but that's, that's fun a, to me.
4: I like that too. But that's a, a essentially a prequel, or mm. a, that's not a remake. Would you remake Sopranos? Right. I wouldn't touch that nonsense.
2: No. All right, let's move on. Kyle Slick, do you think the San Diego Chargers, the org, not players, regret moving to LA? Is there a future where they find their way back to San Diego, or maybe move to another market? Is the lack of excitement long-term or temporary? I, it's so hard to tell anything right now, uh, and it's not just an L.A. thing. It's a, a world thing about something that seems suddenly so small as whether a, an NFL team will get a footing in terms of local fan base. But it, it certainly was foreboding uh, in terms of moving into the SoFi Stadium this fall and the idea of trying to get a stadium filled with fans that are rooting for the home team. Whether it ever happens or not, I don't know. But I did. it did cause me to do a little bit of quick research. And I don't know if this has changed because this reporting is October of 2018. Uh, but according to Mike Florio, the Chargers have a firm 20-year lease at SoFi Stadium. And the Chargers hold a, a pair of exclusive 10-year options after the 20 years. So unless there's a wiggle room or this has changed since that report... Chargers aren't going anywhere. Um, I'd love for them to go back to San Diego. It feels like they should have never left. Money got in the way of all
3: that. Uh, But it seems like they're going to have to force themselves to make it work here. I I don't think they have any regrets at all. Spanos family, the ownership, they had a bad relationship with the city of San Diego, with the stadium there. They weren't going to be able to build their own stadium. They wanted to get out of there, and I think they felt fortunate that they were able to jump in on this Rams deal, whether that's good for Chargers fans or the NFL is another matter. It's not even it hasn't been. It's not. I mean, but this is it's a different it's a family. It's a team. They don't have their money in other businesses. I saw something that they, you know, they bought that team for $84 million in like the 80s, something like that. I mean, Joey Bosa's guaranteed money was about what the the team cost for them to buy. And they're not one of the most cash-rich teams. That's no uh no secret. They're they're praying this thing works out, but they're basically just kind of hanging on to the Rams' coattails. It's not a good place to be. I mean, has, it wasn't a good place for the Clippers to be. hasn't been a good place earlier for the Jets to be. Like, you don't want to be that, that, that second team just kind of hanging on to the other one. But you don't well, think they, there
2: are any regrets? You're
4: I suppose.
3: don't because they had no... You know, if the NFL could have forced them to sell, that might have been... You know, like, they, had, this was their way out. They're still getting that same check that every team gets. They split it well, 32 right, ways. It's the most... You know, anti-capitalist idea possible for the most like money-making capitalist thing is they're they're getting that same check from the TV revenue and everyone else that all the teams get. So uh, they were happy to solve the stadium because they were in an untenable situation.
4: I think there there's no regrets with leaving the situation right. in San Diego. The idea that everyone is going to look with rose-colored glasses at what's happening in LA is to me i have a problem with that i think the best advice coming from x raiders and rams players and people involved with when both teams were here in the past was la is not a two town a two-team town it should not be it just shouldn't be and that and that was when they had the raiders and rams teams in the playoffs they had attendance issues that this sticks out as an isolated big problem for the nfl if the it, it if this season were going as we expected Chargers attendance would be one of the bigger and stories. NFL around. is and so way
3: more popular though. That is, that's something to consider. Like, there were a lot of stadiums that were half empty all the time back then. You know, and now there aren't any. And I think there was, I, I don't know if they're going to get Chargers fans in there, but they're going to get people in there. They're going to get people who want to watch NFL games. They're going to get the opposition just like they did at the last place. It's I mean, kinda, the problem is that's a little bit of a mess for the players. It's a problem
4: when the team that should have probably come to L.A. if you wanted to do too was, was the Raiders, the, was and they the went to, to, to Las Vegas. I mean, it just, I think too many, you could just have a common sense conversation with most people, and they could identify issues with this.
2: A little internal podcast questioning here from Josh Rosnowski. When does the the behind-the-scenes doc of The Wheel of Teams come out? How many episodes? A segment meant to shine a light on less talked-about teams cut short prematurely after landing on seven highly talked-about teams, including (laughs) the Jets. Seems like there's a
3: story there. There was no story. The Titans were one of the teams. First of all, there were some random, random. Two. We knew that it was it was it was part of the uh, the issue with that to, from the beginning. We knew we weren't going to get to all of them. We were going to get to as many as we hoped. But there was there was no chance that doing it weekly, starting in May or whatever, that we were ever going to get to. Well, them. I'd say to the person
4: who asked the question, keep digging.
2: <laughs> Luke Robbins. How's that name familiar? Because he is the man who wrote the great Connie Fox song. Right. Not the winning song. Mm. At, here, let me start over. Because <laughs> I totally thought this is the guy that wrote the song that won. But it turns out he wrote a song that didn't win. Luke Robbins says, At what point am I, the creator of the controversial Connie Fox Cox song, going to be commissioned to create a theme song for Patrick Claibon? I think this guy's too hot. I don't think he, um, uh, I think he's a little too, um, toxic uh, mm. with his songwriting styles, and I just don't think he is that guy. But I respect that he's throwing his name in the ring. I, I, but of course, this is a democracy. I'm curious what you guys think. Well, Patrick Claibon a, does
3: deserve a song.
4: It's a big leap to say commissioned because you gave us the previous work for free. Commission suggests yeah, that make, make it, make right, it, right? Right? You're exactly. the only one
3: right now, but it is right. a good idea. It'd be good to get a Clavin song. And I and I apologize. Colleen was on a couple of weeks ago when you guys were on, and I totally forgot about you know bringing the song back. Um, so, oh, you uh, did? Some, some That's a stunner. Listeners uh, let me know that we should have had the song. But I know she wants to join us next week, so that there's a little tease for next week. So we
2: season. did like a month-long contest to pick a song, and your first role in the host chair with Connie on, you didn't,
4: don't
3: play the song. Didn't even think about it. Neither did Ricky, <laughs> so, you know, it was, you
4: know. Oh, you're throwing Erica under the bus. That feels... Sure. No it's not right I I, asked
1: there you, for it I was like things. Should we play the song and No, like, no now I, I hate that making, song
3: and Now, she, now <laughs> oh, Wait a minute he, She's completely making Ricky's I'll, great I'll
1: find the slack
3: Rick, I'll give Ricky credit She's a great liar You know she, Ricky's <laughs> going full Ricky's <laughs> wow. going full Full
2: Jamal Adams now Just making up lies up the I have receipts. I, like I, like, like, hey, I was like,
3: like
1: hey I
2: would have loved to have I love that
1: song and he was like Dan and his stupid ideas Like I hate this song Like I have it in writing
2: Wow well, let's. Speaking of digging, you've, you've almost
3: digging convinced Mark. Mark is the one guy who will fall for your for your nonsense.
4: <laughs> what well, nonsense? now? You are <laughs> now you are slinging an arrow at me. Like I am well, just saying, the on his face he was like... You are pretty was, defensive. Greg. He was buying it. Yeah, it just seems well, that, like you are already I love heavily. So
3: well, that's what you do when someone's coming at you. I love, I pushed for that song to win. It, the The segment was lesser because of it. Can we? <laughs> I don't know what's
2: happening with Greg today Erica can can we hear one of the uh, Connie Fox songs that didn't win Just for fun Connie's here She's gonna piece it all together For us Finally someone we can trust Connie's here Why are all these animals smiling? What could they be hiding? Connie Fox will solve the puzzle. Nice. That's (laughs) such a
4: Connie Fox vibe to it. A version of an aspect of Connie that we know. I
2: I never thought there would be an original song tied to this podcast that had the French horn in it. And and yet here (laughs) we are. Uh, TMR Trooper is another longtime listener of the show. What's more likely... Dan permanently moves to Texas or Greg returns to Martha's Vineyard as the prodigal son. A little biblical talk there from TMR in a big spot. Um, I'll, I'll start. Texas is a great place. I've really enjoyed my time here. It's too hot. i got to be honest with you. It's too hot here. Uh, that bothers me. Uh, but other than that, I like the state. I like the people. I like there's family here. I would not rule it out as mm. a, a, a possibility. It's not likely to happen but um i truly do enjoy my time here how about you greg
3: oh uh, yeah i'll never move back to massachusetts i never lived in martha's vineyard i lived there once for a summer bumming around waiting tables um so i have never lived there but my parents live there i i don't think i'll ever live on the east coast again i i would be uh, surprised greg how about this would you ever take a
4: waiter's job again
3: i would i actually think about i think about all the other little random jobs uh that I would that I would rat that I wouldn't mind doing. Like later in life. Maybe waiting doesn't really give you that much satisfaction, but it's good for the cash. It's not bad. You see new people. Ripped Ricky, I I'm gonna keep <laughs> I'm gonna keep you <laughs> keep you on screen here.
2: Our buddy Christopher Sing for the day. Team with the best chance to go from last place in the division in twenty nineteen to a playoff spot in twenty twenty. The Miami Dolphins, use your options. The Miami Dolphins with Tua. The Cardinals, Kyler Murray making the leap candidate, the Lions with a healthy healthy Matthew Stafford, hmm. and the Bengals with young Joe Burrow, most likely of that group.
1: I'd say the Cardinals. I think with DeAndre Hopkins added to that that list, and and Kyler has a second year, um,
2: I, that's my vote. I feel like the only one that would shock me is if we saw the Dolphins in the playoffs. The other three footballs mm-hmm. crazy.
4: I I wouldn't be shocked
2: by the Dolphins. You
4: know I I wouldn't, but I. I kind of am starting to feel like the Lions have something up their sleeve. I, I, th- I, already, f- I already think that they're a wild card team. Football I, I Outsiders understand. had them
3: as, I mean, they were almost all four teams, almost had the exact same projection from them. But the Lions, by just like a decimal point, were mm. their NFC North favorites.
1: Matt like Stafford, them. when he's healthy, is badass. And also their, the COVID Lions, rele- their COVID list, like I think, didn't they even put like on Johnson? Like they have like a stacked, they got seven
3: guys on it. They yeah. have
1: like a, I feel like they're in a good Karen position Johnson not
3: on Johnson, not on the COVID list. But I mean, this is, the, the COVID list is interesting because you actually don't even know who got COVID or not unless the players want to uh, say well, TJ Hawkinson. It's also six weeks away from the season right now, yeah. so I don't put too much on Oh, it was Kenny Galladay, play.
1: I'm sorry, and TJ Hawkinson. Yeah.
3: Kenny Galladay.
1: But either yes. way, like that it's a really like they're beefy.
2: You know, the Lions Yes. The Lions need something up their sleeve. I know they went to the playoffs a few years back and they got robbed uh in that playoff game against the Cowboys I think it was. They should have won the game. Something happened wacky at the end. <laughs> uh
3: but, but uh, you, remember, you know the game, right? Yeah, the, yeah, of course. Was, it, was it was before. It Lions was the fans before are before listening Dez right now. It. They're like, yes, we know the game. This is the most painful memory of our last 20 years. We don't have much. It's a rough loss. It was that call. It was a, it was a, it was a rough call. What was the call while we we're here? Against the Cowboys. Just refresh my memory. It was, uh, I don't even remember. It was the week like before Des caught it.
4: The cat, it was, the, right, but it was, man, I'd have to. All right,
2: cool. <laughs> this is <all> radio right, <laughs> Mark. This from Drew. How is Mark finding his Blue Jays fandom so far? Mark, a fan of the not Toronto Blue Jays, but the Buffalo Blue Jays.
4: It's a one year contract. Um I and I you know, I think a lot of people thought I'd probably watch that Sunday and then never again. I've watched every one of their games. I actually watched um the entire ten inning uh loss they had. This guy, Yamaguchi, who's lost he's been dinged up in two extra innings losses. Get him out of there. This guy cannot deal with it. But they is have he the a young, closer he 's played that role in these extra inning games i, I don't i 'm not one of these guys that pretends I know everything about the team because i 've been following them for four days. People ask me questions i say I have no idea what the answer is but i and i also don 't have a baseball eye, but I did watch this guy Nate Pearson pitch and he looked like the real deal to me i mean he he was super solid, so I think they 're a frisky team they 're three and four right now. They took these they were in much better position two days ago <laughs> they 're out of commission for com- corona on the weekend, terrible timing. They are frisky. I could see them as a wild card team. Aren't a ton of baseball teams getting in the playoffs anyways?
3: Yeah. To, yes. More they, than they half. So they're, they're in. Expanded it. They, I mean, barring a meltdown. Well, all, they may not. They got to finish. They got have to have 16 teams able to play the playoffs. 20% sure. of the league is out this weekend with Corona related uh, delays. Which is such a pretty big percentage. <laughs> right, got to keep the it? faith.
2: Yeah. That's pretty rough right now. But you picked a really good team, Mark. That is a team. That, they are in the American League East of my Yankees. And. They have an awesome young core, Bo Bichette. These are all guys tied to former stars. Bo Bichette, his father, Mark, that's right in your Isn't mid-90s. Isn't that a Star greenhouse. Wars
1: character, Mark?
4: I think you're
2: thinking of Boba Fett. <laughs> who, that's, he's
4: not yeah. that person. Uh, yeah, uh, Biggio's son. I mean, yes, Kevin
2: got- Biggio, Craig Biggio's son, Bo Bichette, Dante Bichette's son, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Vlad Guerrero Sr.'s son. I mean, that and all those guys are... Peak prospects. I took like I took uh, like a, I took a lot of advice
4: from from baseball watchers on which team to pick, and they they got a lot of mentions, and um, that's why I went there. And I'm glad I did. They have been fun to watch.
2: All right, a couple more from Scride. Would you trade not being on the cover of the Gatesville Messenger for a release of the Delaware tapes in a second? I would give up the cover of the Messenger, and I wanted to thank, by the way, Heather Ashley who wrote the piece. Um, that was on the front page of this week's messenger of the old Zeuser. but I would give it all up if Greg just finally gave us the tapes produced the Delaware tapes uh, and and just made us all so happy in this time
3: where there's not a lot of happiness I like that you think I've just had them and I'm holding (laughs) out (laughs) all these years
2: and Delaware of course is Greg's uh, prog rock band that he started (laughs) in high school and he was the lead singer (laughs)
1: ugh
2: One day. <laughs> Ricky, Dan yeah. of the Avenue. Can you rank the Taylor Swift albums?
1: That's like Big naming. That's harder now. than naming your first Born like I cannot it okay Well let me preface saying This like it's probably the Hardest thing I've ever had To do and I think no matter What I say it will be Controversial but that's just A testament to Swifties and Their passion you know so Hot take right off the Bat 1989 her release in 2014 banger after banger Albums are actually okay. Perfect from start to, to finish Besides shake it off right Second this is I mean this It's it can go anyway fearless 2008 you got fearless 15 Love story forever and wow. Always I mean come on Third red okay. 2012 you know you got 22 all too well i knew you were trouble speak now is fourth even though it's incredible mine mean dear john like enchanted hello lover all the way down at number five in 2019 and it's still freaking perfect right lover paper rings cornelia street now i've got folklore after that Um, It has grown on me I album, like the newest 2020, you know, August The great last American dynasty All that stuff Taylor Swift's self title album In 2006, I think You know, you got Should've Said No Picture to Burn Teardrops on My Guitar Like, real grassroots Taylor So, like, you It's awesome And then Reputation in 2017 Obviously is gonna be last But it's still not even bad Like, you have Don't Blame Me So it goes gorgeous You know I think New that's, Year's day, yeah, I mean, there's so many good ones, it's great even, songs in that album, even though it's the worst one, you know, so it's like what what are we doing here?
2: Delicate you got delicate on that record. Oh. come on, Very that's thorough. good. That was Enjoy a good it. list.
1: Thank you. I think, yeah, it's really Rick- tough off the top. They're all so good. there's no wrong answer, you know. <laughs> uh, good job, Ricky. thank you. I,
2: I pretty much agree with you. I don't know her earlier stuff, but I trust you on that. and finally. This one, I guess this guy started a Twitter handle to ask this question, or he just talks about this constantly. This from the Slim Big Ben Revenge Tour at Slim Big Ben 007. How good do you think skinny Big Ben will be? <laughs> Roethlisberger, the Steelers quarterback who's known for being, you know, a bit zaftig, you know, a bit uh is been working out after that elbow surgery and apparently he's really uh trimmed down some of the uh body mass index but is a skinny big Ben a guy that we want i feel like big big ben is the guy we need it's not
3: it's not skinny ben big ben for a reason
4: (laughs) i i think it's good for him but um you know, wait and see. Steelers like not getting talked about as much as I think they should be this mm-hmm. off season.
2: Not really at all. They they seem to be going right under the radar. But I, this is a weird off to say that anyone is kind of under the radar because everything is
3: kind of just buried right now. Right.
4: How much but, weight did he lose? How skinny is he? I don't like. I'm, I,
3: I don't, don't know, but he looks. The other good reason the, why out in the little workout videos, but you haven't you haven't really seen much he seems in good shape he he played fairly well in 2018 they're a super bowl contender i don't know how under the radar are they to me they're a top five a top five team and i top five or six i just don't think team. they're, t-
4: they're t- talked about as a top right. five team this off season. and i i hear what you're saying dan but i mean in their own division i think probably the ravens get talked about endlessly and and, and probably the browns get talked more about more than than the, the steelers this off season which is absurd
2: Let's see. The reason I bring this up because <clears throat> in another mailbag, Jay Glazer writes a mailbag, not the mailbag. Uh, he had a little crack at Big Ben's expense that his idea of an off-season workout was one yoga class and then going to the bar or something. I couldn't remember exactly what what he said, uh, but it led to Jay Glazer having to have a conversation with Russell, Roethlisberger <laughs> to clear the air because Big Ben thought that was selling him short on his how hard he's worked during his rehab. So. Listen, Big Ben's plugged in. He's skinny. He, I don't know if that's the best version, He hears we'll it. find he out. He
3: hears the chirping. He's someone who's very interested in what the listeners are saying. They're the, 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 his Twitter followers are saying. He's all over it. <laughs> <laughs> are you still blocked, Greg? Have you checked in in a while? I can check. I, I assume yeah, I, I, I still would be. What is it? It's weird. We it's like unblocked. Big Ben 7 or something. Underscore 7. It's and underscore he, Big Ben 7. Hey, way, way to go. Locking up that... Uh, Name, <laughs> Big Ben underscore seven. Uh. All right. While Greg looks that up, yeah, uh, that's blocked. it for the mailbag. I'm, I'm
2: blocked. Th- still blocked. Nice. Good job. Um, thank you to everybody for listening to this week's shows. We'll be back again with a full slate of audio shows. Uh, so make sure you check that out uh, and um, listen. Everybody have a nice weekend. Enjoy it. Be safe. Dan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the old boss, and Rick Hollywood behind the glass. Till Monday!
1: No time for small talk. I hit that, hit that button fast. Everybody, have a good weekend.
4: <laughs> <laughs>